Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus What's going on guys? Hope you got the win yesterday or maybe you get a chance to win tonight. Uh, always want to start off with that positive vibes. Uh, but I want to talk about that Kenyon Drake trade first. Um, he got traded to Arizona. Now, the interesting thing is like, okay, what's going on with David Johnson, right? Um, is he going to go to IR and all that? Apparently, now, Kenyon Drake didn't make the, the, the trip with Miami, right? Because of all the trade talks heating up. And if Arizona was talking to them yesterday, that means that they might have been concerned for David Johnson, right? Because they didn't know that Chase Edmonds was going to get hurt in yesterday's game. Um, but apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, they jumped in this morning because of the Chase Edmonds injury. Um, you know, and they don't have a running back right now going into this Thursday's game. Uh, so we're not sure, you know, what the extent of David, Johns, David Johnson's ankle injury. Maybe he still has back injury lingering. Not sure. Uh, but, you know... For now, Kenyon Drake is that guy. So it's not the best landing spot for Kenyon Drake. By the way, I just... But before I move on, I just want to say, go check your waivers right now to see if Kenyon Drake or Mark Walton are free agents that you might be able to pick up right now. You might be in a league where you're able to pick up players who haven't played yet, and they're, you know, Kenyon Drake's still considered on Miami, uh, right, on these platforms. They haven't changed it yet. So you go check to see if he's available. If he had to scoop him up right now before tonight's game. Um, same thing with Mark Walton. He's going to be the guy. Uh, in Miami, he's capable in the receiving game too. So even if they go down, um, they do have a couple good matchups. You know, a few rest of season matchups that are legit. So he it will be playable um, potentially as an RB two, depending on how much work he gets. Uh, but for now, he's like at least a flex option going forward. Uh, Kenyon Drake, you know, this week on Thursday night they go up against San Francisco. Uh, so they have three three tough matchups, uh, you know, over the next three weeks. Um, San Francisco twice too, so not great for him if those are the matchups that he's going to get uh, if DJ continues to be out for a couple of weeks. But there's apparently there's a chance that DJ comes back uh, in week ten. So there's that. I wouldn't go crazy with Kenyon Drake right now if you you need to bid on him or anything like that. Uh, but like I said, there's always that little bit of a chance that DJ's injury is more serious that they're, than they're letting on. Uh, and if that's the case, 
maybe Chase Edmonds comes back, you know, from his hamstring injury and is fine in a couple of weeks. And, you know, he's the better option over Kenyon Drake. So uh, not the best landing spot for him. Uh, Terry McLaurin going back to Thursday night, you know, was looking to have a great game with Case Keenum, caught four or six targets in the first half. Uh, but then, you know, Case Keenum got that concussion uh, and he couldn't get anything going uh, with Dwayne Haskins. So Case Keenum does have enough time, I think, this week, you know, with the extra time because they played on Thursday to pass concussion protocol. He should be fine. And even against Buffalo the week after, Trey White hasn't been shattering wide receivers this year. So I think that you can go right back in uh, with McLaurin as long as Keenum's healthy. Okay, you guys might think I'm a little bit crazy uh, after Diggs has been killing it over the past three weeks, but this is a perfect opportunity to sell. And, and I know you guys are like, yo, dude, like you were telling me to sell a couple weeks ago. I probably didn't, I pro you, you might have traded him away and now like you couldn't benefit uh, from his past couple of games, but you kind of have to look at those games and understand that there were a special set of circumstances that kind of allowed Diggs to get the opportunity that he got, um, right? You know, when he went off against Chicago, they couldn't run the ball. Um, and Thielen was the one who uh, had to take a bullet on that one, so he didn't get his, right? Um, and then after that, if you, I'm looking at the games right here, then you got the Giants game after that. Thielen went for 130 and two in that game, so he killed it, and Diggs had a down week. Um, there just isn't enough room for both of these guys to kill it, and, and Dalvin Cook as well to get the running game going. Um, and then Philly, you can't run on them, right? So against their depleted secondary, that's when Diggs went completely ape shit right and he was a squeaky wheel as well um last week he had one target before Thielen got hurt on his touchdown catch and Thielen was out for the rest of that game uh he went seven for 142 after that point um and then Thielen was out this week and he went seven for 143 um so with those game logs stacked up like that I just think listen I love Diggs like he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league but I just don't think the opportunity is going to be there um and I think with that type of game log, you can sell that uh, and get back like a legit wide receiver one. You can get back a running back one if a team is in need for, uh, you know, that high end wide receiver that they think they're getting on a week to week basis. So I'm saying if Thielen is good to go, like if his hamstring injury isn't that serious and it's good to go for next week and we don't think there's much chance of reactivation, like if he gets some full practices in, that's the point where I would trade Diggs away. I wouldn't trade him, you know, you know, I wouldn't want to trade Diggs right now if Thielen's hamstring is still messed up don't want to do that uh but when you look at the upcoming schedule you know these are all teams that you can run on um seahawks no i'm sorry chiefs cowboys broncos th those are the those are teams you want to run the ball against seahawks lions chargers packers so if they can get their running game going against them there's no reason to pass the ball and sustain two wide receivers at a high level and if both of them are active i think Thielen gets a nod as the number one so there you go Todd Gurley's usage against the Bengals was interesting. Um, he outtouched Daryl Henderson. No, I'm sorry. Daryl Henderson outtouched him 13 to 10. He outtouched Gurley uh, 9 to 4 in the second half. Um, Gurley, you know, he he came. Uh, he was in that drive, that touchdown drive early in the third quarter against the Bengals. They went, they ended up going up two touchdowns early in the third, um, and then didn't really play much after that. Uh, it was really Daryl Henderson after that. Um, Roto World had a blurb saying that um, he had. Uh, a knee he, he was getting knee treatment on the sideline like I didn't see that video because I only wa I watched the game this morning but I only watched like the 45 minute condensed version which is just like play after play after play um so if anyone has a video of that or some more some other reference to it besides the one that Roto World had I'll be I'll be really happy to see that um but but anyway um not 
is interesting because like you know that the knee could be an issue at some point uh Darryl henderson played well uh it, lo it looks like that he is better suited for the offense than he was you know earlier in the season in the preseason he didn't look great wasn't really used to that type of zone running that the, the bengals do run um so now that he looks good there's a chance that maybe he actually sees more of a workload and if malcolm brown's healthy maybe Dallas henderson becomes that 1b to todd Gurley, with the upside of him becoming the 1a if Gurley's knee is actually um i guess degrading I, I i don't know what other word to use as the season moves on so henderson is a guy that i'm looking to pick up uh for you know for upside not looking to like necessarily start him um you know in the coming weeks but it's really a wait and see to see if Gurley's knee issues are real. Matt Nagy finally put some confidence in David Montgomery. Uh, 27 carries, four receptions, um, season high in both um, carries and receptions, uh, five targets in this game uh, against the Chargers. Uh, this was a great spot for Montgomery, no doubt. A lot of us had him on our bench because we just simply couldn't trust him because the usage has been so up and down. Um, and we even in a good matchup against the Chargers, you know, we weren't sure that, or I personally didn't trust Matt Nagy to even take advantage of that situation, honestly. Uh, so, but he did, um, and hopefully this is signs of things to come. I think he finally realizes, or he should realize, that, you know, you're not going to win games on Mitch Trubisky's back, right? That's not going to happen. Uh, so, going forward, if he were to give Montgomery the load, um, I mean, Montgomery played on how many snaps? I mean, he got more than 70% of snaps in this game. 74% um, of snaps, so that's legit. Uh, and if that continues, Montgomery has a great rest of season schedule. Um, you know, if you were to buy low, I wasn't trying to buy low on Montgomery because I, I wasn't trusting Matt Nagy, but if you were, if you bought low already, great. Um, it might be a little bit tougher to do now, but uh, still, I have reservations with Matt Nagy going forward, but I'm hopeful. And, you know, if it works out, it's going to work out in a big way because that schedule is pretty nice. And because of how much the Bears held on to the ball, the Chargers didn't have much opportunity uh, in this game. Only 22 minutes time of possession for them. So not enough opportunity all around. But, uh, you know, just want to mention that Melvin Gordon, it's been a couple weeks since he came back. Him and Eckler are splitting snaps 50-50 uh, in this game. Um, so if you have Eckler, don't have Gordon, that's good news. If you have both, it's like, what the hell do you do every week? Um, I honestly rather start Eckler, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, he seems to have a nose for the end zone too. But um, if you look at Keenan Allen too, like Keenan Allen, you know, could have had a bigger day. I'm glad that, you know, he was able to come back. I'm surprised that he was able to finish the game, you know, sustaining a hamstring injury uh, earlier that week. Um, he was able to finish the game. He even apologized to fantasy fans, to fantasy players, basically saying, like, hey, sorry guys, I owe you one. But what shit man thank you but still like you know it's nice of him to do that and i'm glad that he came out of that game unscathed um this might be a good opportunity uh to try to buy keenan allen so trey carson who signed with the lions 10 days before this sunday's game um he ended up getting the start for the lions uh got most of the carries in the first quarter uh with all of us spending all of our fab or a lot of it and first wave of priority on Ty Johnson this week. Um, so that sucks, obviously. Um, Trey Carson uh, out-carried Ty Johnson 12-7, to but Ty Johnson did uh, out-snap all the running backs. He had, well, he had the most running back snaps. Um, he out-snapped Carson 23-19. Um, to 19. So not too significant, but he is the guy who's most involved like as a versatile guy in both the running game and the passing game out of that backfield. Um, we'll see how it goes moving forward. Uh, you might want to cut ties right away. 
uh, and I can understand that. I might want to keep them for a week just to see if they kind of like weed it out a little bit, uh, maybe to two guys, hopefully. Uh, but who knows? Um, now, in this type of situation, you know, it's it, the result sucks. But you know, when a running back goes down, and and you you think that you have a a, pri a primary guy who's going to be the primary ball carrier it's not easy to get a running back on waivers um and especially when you know they're going to be a little bit involved in the pass game uh and you need a running back you kind of this is the kind of situation that you kind of have to spend money or spend fab or spend your first priority on uh and it happens but this is just a bad result uh but if this type of situation comes up again you still got to pull the trigger um but yeah it does suck it's, it's a sucky situation uh i'm not too keen on like picking up Carson off of waivers even though he should be picked up don't spend too much on him obviously because you never know how this backfield is going to work out uh but you know it's a situation where I'm going to wait and see uh but I totally understand if you want to cut bait because if you look at the upcoming schedule not great like it doesn't scream upside even if Ty Johnson is the guy so if you want to cut bait now avoid the headache I totally get that hope you guys traded for Tevin Coleman uh, when he was dirt cheap a few weeks ago. I hope that worked out for you. Hopefully you were able to kind of take advantage of how cheap he was and that perception of, of the fact that this was such a crowded backfield. Uh, we knew that this was going to be a two-man backfield regardless, um, whether it was Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida, Matt Breida uh, and Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. This is kind of a plug-and-play type of offense. Now, we knew that Kyle Shanahan took off Matt Breida from the took Matt Breida off of the field when they got in the red zone, put in Jeff Wilson. We knew that Tevin Coleman was going to be the goal line guy when he was back. So when you when you see like a guy like um, Jeff Wilson get two touchdowns, two two red zone touchdowns, two weeks in a row, four total touchdowns. I mean that means that this offense is getting into the red zone and getting those opportunities, and they continue to do that. Uh, and with their defense playing how they're playing, they're going to put this offense in good positions as well, uh, which we saw yesterday, uh, which is why Tevin Coleman was able to get four touchdowns, uh, you know, and a lot of that came from big plays, but, you know, those aren't the ones we depend on. The ones we depend on are the ones that are, like, you know, inside the 10, inside the 5 uh, sort of thing. So, hope it worked out for you. Hopefully he was in your lineup yesterday. Uh, and now, like, you got to he, – he was always that low-end RB1, high-end RB2. He was always that guy because he was going to get 15-plus touches uh, in the, this Shanahan offense with goal line looks like what else do you want. Uh, no word on Matt Breida's ankle injury just yet. Uh, I'm guessing he misses this game uh, on Thursday night, uh, but he's a tough dude. He always tries to play. Either way, if he does miss, I think Coleman gets a slight upgrade because Raheem Mostert will likely just slide into uh, the Matt Breida role. Um, so I wouldn't expect the touches to increase dramatically for Tevin Coleman if Breida were to miss. Uh, either way, obviously, you start in Tevin Coleman, and I think Mostert uh, slides in as like a low-end RB2 uh, high-end flex option with a little bit of upside. Emmanuel Sanders played on 83% of snaps uh, in his first game with the 49ers. So, like, moving forward, like, he, he caught a touchdown in that game. Um, you know, he got five targets from Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he only threw the ball 22 times. So, he's their de facto number one wide receiver. Uh, Starting as a wide receiver three moving forward, um, and, you know, with a little bit of room for upside there. Uh, but then you have, like, Patrick Peterson this week potentially shadowing him. So, take that for what you will. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I want to, like, play Sanders uh, over some of my established guys uh, this week uh, but moving forward he should be fine um, he moved all over the formation which was great slot left right perimeter uh, I think 
Pettis was the guy who was hurt the most. Uh, he played a bunch of snaps. Pettis played a bunch of snaps last week, uh, but this week he is like a third, distant third right now uh, behind Sanders and Debo Samuel. Uh, he only played 20 snaps, um, and Debo Samuel was the only wide receiver. Great to see Christian Kirk back uh, this past week. Caught 8 of 11. 32% uh, target share, super healthy target share right there. Uh, but Larry Fitzgerald took a back seat. Uh, second straight week, he, he's underwhelmed. Not sure that we can really trust him moving forward. He, they see the, the, the 49ers defense this week, not great. Um, so I might be trying to stay away from Larry. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think in a full PPR, you kind of still, you know, you can still start him um, as a wide receiver three. Hopefully you were able to pick up Jonu Smith if you needed a tight end once Delaney Walker went out. Um, dude is talented. Uh, caught six or seven uh, for 70-something yards and a touchdown. Looked great. Um, this week they see, uh, who did they play this week? Uh, they played the Panthers this week and we saw that George Kittle um, was able to have a, a fine day against them. Um, there was one drive where they just kept, they kept, a targeting, kept on targeting him. Um, and I think Jonu Smith, if Delaney's out again, I think he could, he could do it once again. So if you, if you were in need of tight end, you picked up Jonu Smith. I think he's somebody you hold on to potentially for this week. Last night, LaShawn McCoy was dominating touches for the Chiefs' backfield. Was looking to have a 20-touch game, potentially. But then he had a terrible fumble, was holding the ball out like he normally does. You know, in, in, he wasn't even in the open field. He was, like, in between tackles um, in the middle of the field. Just, like, it was just a dumb move by him. I don't think he even saw a snap after that. It was primarily Damian Williams after that. Who knows what this is going to look like, uh, you know, moving forward. But Shady had a chance to lock that job up, couldn't take advantage, um, and now this goes back to uh, a potential shit show of the backfield, or maybe Damian Williams ends up becoming the guy again. So there goes that opportunity for LaShawn McCoy. D.D. Westbrook was banged up going into his game against the Jets, but uh, it turned out that he wasn't uh, all the way there. He, I think he re-aggravated something, left the game. So Chris Conley is someone you want to think about potentially for next week against Houston. Devin Singletary snaps, as expected, went back up to 67%. We didn't know it was going to be that soon, but it did. Gore only played on 29% of snaps. Uh, great news for Singletary moving forward. I think you could start him like as a flex option moving forward. Hopefully those snaps stay like that. But if you're in a full PPR league, even better, uh, because he every game he's been in playing high percentage of snaps, he's seeing targets and he's catching the ball and looking good too. In Muhammad Sanu's first game with the Patriots, he played on 53% of snaps. Good start, uh, five targets. Uh, he played uh, primarily in the slot, which is great moving forward. It didn't really affect Julian, Julian Edelman too much because he also operated out of the slot primarily. Uh, Philip Dorsett uh, is the one who's like really a primary outside wide receiver now over the last two games. He hardly played any uh, snaps out of the slot and hardly running any routes out of the slot um, right now. So that's good news uh, for, board, for both Edelman uh, and Sanu. You know, this is good because you know, he's not, Sanu isn't necessarily bumping Edelman to the outside uh, you know, with him being the primary slot guy because Edelman fits that role so nicely. Uh, but yeah, I think moving forward, I think Sanu's role should grow. Um, you know, he has the Ravens this week uh, and then a bye the following week. So he, maybe he's playable as like a low-end flex option if you're desperate. Um, but I think coming out of the bye, uh, he has a pretty good matchup against the Eagles in week 11. So that's kind of where I'll start to feel comfortable uh, playing Sanu. It's worth noting that Alan Lazard ran more routes than both Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Adronimo Allison.
and Jay Kumaro too, who ran the least who ran the least amount of routes um, out of all those guys. But I mean, when you look at the yards per route run, 1.31 yards per route run for Lazard uh, compared to Allison and Marquez. So when Devonta Adams comes back, it's possible that Lazard is a mainstay in this offense um, as the potential number two wide receiver to Devonta Adams. So keep that in mind with this offense rolling. It, it's very possible that you know Rodgers just didn't have as much confidence in. Uh, Marquez or in Allison to be targeting them a ton. So Lazard, I mean, he's he caught five balls for 42 yards, ran 32 routes. I mean, he's a guy that I'm looking at on waivers this week in case if you're looking for a wide receiver or upside guy, he's someone I might want to take a look at and you might ha not have to spend too much to get him.